Hello, and welcome back to the PP Are You Kidding Me podcast. I'm your host, Sam Buckley. Oh my God, guys, football season has finally started. I started a little late on this podcast, actually, and week one is already over. I haven't even gone into starting to talk about who we're going to draft, who we're going to pick, who the hot takes are, because we already did all that. Y'all have already drafted your teams, obviously. Week one is over. The excitement has just driven me off the wall. Bonkers. First game of the season, everybody was like, ooh, that was a football game? You call that a football game? But I had so much fun just watching the Bears and the Packers play, just like seeing jerseys uh, and numbers that I recognize and guys that I recognize. I'm like, oh, there's Cohen. He's got the ball again. There's Rodgers. Where's Adams? Where's Devontae Adams? Which, man, this first week was kind of not what everybody was expecting. And I guess that's what happens when you don't let your starting quarterback play at all throughout the preseason. Because Aaron Rodgers didn't impress. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, uh, you know, played... You know, I hate saying he played like Mitch Trubisky. I think he's a good quarterback. No one shares that opinion with me. He rushes a lot. He has a lot of potential, but he just... No, nobody really... It wasn't a fast-moving game at very low scoring. And... um. Yeah, I just we didn't get to see what we expected. I'm not going to get into the recap of that game. I'm sure you guys listen to enough podcasts and hear enough reviews. If you've even downloaded and listened to this, then you're up to date on what has happened. We were all a little bit disappointed with David Montgomery. Now, I didn't see the preseason game that he played where he just destroyed the defense. Granted, it was a secondary defense. But apparently that guy looked phenomenal, and he just could not get it done on the ground at all really uh this last game don't sell or get rid of him or bench him just yet let's just still kind of you know see what he's made of I, I think that you know he he still has a lot of opportunity he's you know one of the main guys in the backfield there other than well I mean Tariq Cohen had a much better game he looked better but he's a veteran on the team and he's just a fast you know he's just a fast little dude man he's a pass catching running back um, we didn't get to see a whole lot of Mike Evans. Yeah, I mean, it was just fun. Football is back. Football is back, and I am excited. I'm so excited for the rest of the season. So, let's see. Week one. We can go over week one. Let's go over that. Let's go over it, even though you guys, I'm sure, already know like what happened and what's been going on with the season so far. But let's talk about our studs of the week. Let's start with quarterback. This is a guy that I didn't get to pick up in my draft. Uh, I do an auction draft. Shout out to my fantasy football league, my PPR IDP auction league. We've been together six years now. We have a pretty silly name of our league. It's called 12 Reasons for Birth Control, which I find kind of offensive. Um, But that's our commissioner trying to be cute. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Joe. You know I'm talking to you dance off bro me and you um i love you joe and i'm also saying that so maybe you kind of hook me up this year you know no collusion just kidding we don't want any collusion at all um no but seriously uh i love my league i've been in it for years now i have won the 
championship belt the last two years in a row. So I feel like I might be a team or a guy that's everybody's gunning for. Everybody wants to take the belt from me this year. And if I can pull off three championships in a row, I mean, it's statistically almost impossible. But I'm going to do everything in my power to make it happen. Happen? Happen. I already got Christian McCaffrey, who blew up, but I'm already jumping the gun. Quarterbacks. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Now, like I was saying, this is a guy I wanted so bad in my draft. I just, I have a, I have this weird thing when I draft players, uh, especially in the type of draft I do in an auction draft. I don't spend a whole lot of my budget on quarterbacks because you'll find there's a lot of equal value throughout all the quarterbacks. After your top crazy main guys, well, obviously Pat Mahomes. I mean, he's just a freak of nature and went off. Deshaun Watson supposed to light it up. And Lamar Jackson was another one. Lamar Jackson is basically a cheat code for fantasy football because that guy rushes so much. And he looks so good in the preseason rushing the ball. Anytime he got like a play that was designed for him to run, I mean, he just he's so elite and versatile and he just finds the holes and the pockets. And when he sees them, he just goes. It's almost like playing a video game. It's like you can you can picture yourself controlling him with a little Xbox controller, just juking in and out of play, or just holding down that sprint button and running for the end zone. I mean, the dude's a stud, and now that he's had the whole offseason to train and practice with the team, he can actually like throw the ball now. That was a big problem last season was that he couldn't pass. Everybody gave him crap because he wasn't a passing quarterback. And what's crazy is that uh, this last game that he had, he didn't even rush a whole lot. 324 passing yards and five touchdowns. Sorry, I yelled that. Five touchdowns. He had like 42 fantasy points. I mean, that's insane. And not to jump the gun here, but a couple of those touchdowns went to Marquise Hollywood Brown, who only got five receptions in that game like bomb throws. I'm sorry. He got four receptions in that game for 147 yards and two touchdowns on five targets. Dang. He only had five targets that entire game because they're just trying to work him in slowly. He's still coming fresh off an injury. So they don't want to do anything irreparable. They don't want to hurt him before, you know, they don't want to lose, you know, quote unquote, one of their best players uh, too soon in the season. And he just looked good, man. He he looked explosive. He was definitely one of Lamar Jackson's favorite op- receiving options. And Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews had eight receptions, too. And Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews had eight receptions for 108 yards and a touchdown on eight targets. So he caught every single one of his targets. That dude balled out. I mean, I wanted. that's another guy I wanted, too, really bad. I just got outbid. Anyway, Mark Andrews balled out. This is a guy like I really wanted to, but I just wasn't able to pick him up. I didn't have enough money left in my auction draft. I needed a backup tight end, and I just needed to spend my other money other places. But yeah, he went off 108 yards and a touchdown. You know, caught all of his targets. Just looked amazing. This dude's a beast. He's the Gronk of the Ravens. He's just he's great, and he's got an excellent matchup next week. So, yeah, he's going to ball out against Arizona. We'll see what Marquise Brown does. Um, And then he has Kansas City after that. 
in Cleveland, and you know that Kansas City game is going to be a shootout. So this dude's going to be a PPR stud the next few games. Um, before I start just ranting and raving <laughs> about the Ravens, you see what I did there? I was ranting and raving about the Baltimore Ravens. Let's keep going into the the rest of the quarterbacks that did really well. Let's see here. Dak Prescott, my boy. I'm a Cowboys fan. Everybody in my league knows it. Yeah, what up, boys? Them boys in the hood got everything and won't. All right, here we go. Dak Prescott, y'all. Highest scoring quarterback this week. Completed 25 out of 32 attempts for 405 passing yards. And four touchdowns. Did y'all hear that? 405 passing yards and four touchdowns. With four rushes for 12 yards. This dude looked good. Again, it was against the Giants who have a horrible D. Very mediocre. But he is fighting for a new contract. Which he definitely showed that he's the real deal and he deserves it. I've always liked Dak Prescott. Everybody hates on Dak Prescott. I was like, oh, he's not that good. Blah, 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 blah. I think people a couple of seasons ago when they lost their center and their left tackle and he was like had three or four really bad games, they all just gave up hope. He's always been like a top 10 quarterback. And he's got really good, really juicy matchups in the next couple of weeks. So if you don't have Dak Prescott or and you have the ability to stream him, I would pick him up off your waiver wires and play him next week at Washington. And then he has Miami. And then he gets the New Orleans D. But until then, man, he is going to be a very high-scoring quarterback. Especially with the weapons around him, with Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup had a really good game. He went off. Even Randall Cobb, like, he had over double-digit fantasy points. I think he had, like, 16 points. So, like, everybody, everybody on that team, like, got fed. I mean, they were hungry and... Yeah, they left that game full as can be, man. They 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 ate it up. Case Keenum uh, against Philly, man. Surprisingly, Case Keenum balled out too, man. Completed 30 or 44 uh, attempts for 380 passing yards and three touchdowns. Uh, he's got a pretty hard schedule the next two games against Dallas and Chicago. So I would maybe wait before you want to start Case Keenum, or if you even have Case Keenum, he's probably not owned um, in many leagues. But yeah, he balled out. Uh, Of course, Patrick Mahomes balled out. He had uh, 25 completions on 33 attempts for 378 passing yards and three touchdowns. Only one rush for a couple yards. But yeah, man, he lit the world on fire again. He's the deal, man. Undisputed quarterback one, the reigning MVP, most electric player on the field. But then he loses his favorite receiver, Tyree Kill. But even then, he still he still uh, showed up, man. He made it happen. Now he plays Oakland next week, who reputably doesn't have the greatest D, but they showed up against Denver. That's probably because Denver's offense is just... I mean, Joe Flacco just looked wacko. So, yeah, man, he's going to ball out against Oakland. Then they get Baltimore, and then Detroit. So, I mean, he's got a nice schedule. Carson Wentz. It was good to see Carson Wentz back and healthy. And they played Washington, who's just a team that's fallen apart. Although we're going to get to somebody on the Washington offense here in a little bit. Maybe a little waiver wire pickup going into week two. Uh, He only had eight for 39 for uh, 313 passing yards 
and three touchdowns. And he had four rushes, but didn't really do anything. Total of five yards. But, uh, yeah, he was back to his 2017 form, man. Carson Wentz. Uh, he should continue to produce as a top quarterback. Uh, looks like he, he's back back in form. Now he play, they play Atlanta next week and then Detroit. Then they get the Green Bay defense, but that next next week against Atlanta, ooh, that's gonna they're gonna definitely throw the ball. That's gonna be a high passing game, especially with Atlanta's D not being as good. So yeah, expect to yeah fire up Carson Wentz. I think everybody who's a Carson Wentz owner already knows that. I don't gotta tell you that. Matt Stafford, twenty seven out of forty five attempts for three hundred eighty five passing yards and three touchdowns. Man, I'm seeing a trend here over three hundred yards and three touchdowns for all these big dudes. Uh, and then rushed the ball three times for 22 yards. So, yeah, he put up impressive numbers. Even though, I mean, it was against, you know, kind of low-grade, subpar defense that was missing Patrick Peterson. I mean, he should be able to produce some fantasy when he has a good matchup. Uh, he's definitely a streaming option. But uh, he, he looked good week one for sure. Now, this was bizarre. Uh, Marcus Mariota, he had a really high week one. Only 14 out of 24 attempts, but got 248 passing yards. And again, threw for three touchdowns. And this is where their points add up when they throw those touchdowns. Three touchdowns. If it's five points, that's 15 points. Boom. Like, you're almost up to 20 points just from those touchdowns. Not to mention a point for every 20 yards that they throw. At least that's what it is in my league. You know what I'm saying? So, like, and then he had he rushed for 24 yards. So, that's an additional point per 10 yards that he rushed now his next couple games are kind of rough i mean i wouldn't play him anyway i i I don't know how that happened like how he became one of the like top quarterbacks in week one but he he found a way he made it happen he did it look good well i mean i don't know if he looked good i didn't see him but he his his fantasy points on the stat sheet his stat sheet looked real good so that's all i'm worried about um so, yeah, if you happen to have had Mariota, I guarantee you no one started Mariota. If you had Marcus Mariota and you st- started him, I'm shocked. But if you did, you're happy right now. Last quarterback I'm going to talk about is Phillip Rivers versus the Colts. He had 25 completions out of 34 attempts for triple threes, 333 passing yards, and again, three touchdowns. He did throw one interception, so that that knocked him back just just two points again, like three touchdowns. So that equaled to be about like thirty something odd points. I mean, balled out. These dudes balled out. So let's talk about our hot takes for our running backs. Now this was no surprise, I don't think, to anybody. Christian McCaffrey, my man. You are the greatest player. I have ever seen. Kept him in my league this year. 19 rushes for 128 yards and two touchdowns and 10 receptions for 81 yards on 11 targets. That's what I like to hear. Did you hear that? Double digit receptions. I mean, oh, that's... That's 10 points right there just for how many balls he caught. That's what you need to focus on when you're getting a running back, when you're starting a running back. Again, you guys have already picked your teams, but pass-catching running backs add up points like nobody's business. And when you can do it and you're good at it 
and you can run and catch the ball and then take off with it and break tackles. I mean, I'm just reading this. I mean, I have him on my team. I got 42 points out of this cat. 42 points. 42 points. That's crazy. That's amazing. I, lo- I love I'm over the moon in love with Christian McCaffrey. I'm going to say it one more time. 128 yards. So not only did he rush for over 100 yards, he got two touchdowns. And then again, 10 receptions for 81 yards. Just that alone with his rushing yards and then his passing yards, that's over 200 yards. He basically ran the length of the entire football field twice in a game. And he's got a real juicy matchup next week against Tampa Bay and then against Arizona. So I am very, very happy about that. Austin Eckler is my next guy up. Filling in for Melvin Gordon. He had 12 rushes for 58 yards and a touchdown. And then got, here we go, this is what I like, six receptions for 96 yards and two touchdowns on seven targets. Oh, again, another pass catching running back. Almost 100, almost 100 yards on six receptions. Sorry, I keep pausing because I'm trying to total these fantasy points as I'm reading them. But, I mean, that's crazy. Like, six receptions for 96 yards. And then he rushed for only 58, but he got a touchdown when he rushed. And then he got two on passing work. He, he scored three touchdowns. So, I mean, I almost don't want Gordon to come back. I'm kind of like, F you, Gordon. Like, go get go to another team. I'm liking watching Austin Eckler play. And this cat deserves it, man. He's a good player. He ain't getting paid like a stud. He don't act like a superstar. You know, he, he, I've heard him in interviews and stuff. He's a real humble cat, man. He just loves the game, loves to play, wants to play. You know, and maybe maybe it's because he's not one of those, like, top-tier stud dudes. And maybe when he realizes he is, I mean, hopefully his attitude don't change. But he's, you know, no Lev Bell, no Antonio Brown. He's not Melv Gordon. You know, he's not these, you know, I don't know. I just, I hate the attitudes on these, like, big-time players that just, you know, hold out and demand all this money. Now I get it. You know, they want guaranteed money. They want to get paid. They should. They're putting their bodies on the line. But it's just like, come on, man. We want to play. We want to watch y'all play football. That's what. That's why we're all here. Because we're fans. We're a love, love of the sport. So yeah, Eckler is definitely a must start. Like while Gordon's not on the field again, he's probably going to come back once he realizes nobody is going to be picking him up for the money he wants. It's going to be awkward when he gets back to the Chargers. Uh, but we'll see what happens there. As of now, fire up Eckler. He's doing good. He plays Detroit next week and then Houston and then Miami. So he's got a pretty good schedule. Derrick Henry ball. Everybody was worried about Derrick Henry. Can he do it again? Can he repeat it? Can he do what he did last season? Everybody was kind of doubtful. I was on the fence. I mean, I, I thought it was going to do good. I was worried with Matt LaFleur leaving because he was the one that kind of was like figured it, figured it out finally. Like start your big ass running back i mean dudes is like huge he's a mammoth beast man and when he gets into like open like he gets into an open field like nothing can stop that dude he's just like a freight train he just barrels through everybody so he had 19 rushes for 84 yards and a touchdown and just one reception for 75 yards. He broke out for a 75-yard reception and got a touchdown. Let's see if Derrick Henry can 
keep it up. Marlon Mack. I was surprised with this with Andrew Luck gone. I I just everybody's been real down on the whole like offensive production for the Colts. But Marlon Mack came to play and he showed up. He had 25 rushes for 174 yards and a touchdown. No targets. No targets, which is weird. Um, but he did good. I mean, he produced. So, I mean, right there, you know, what, seven, 17 points and a touchdown. So that's like 23 fantasy points. So he did good. He burst back onto the scene without Andrew Luck. So he's got a, a little bit of a tough match. Yeah, he's got a tough matchup against the Tennessee defense next week. And then Atlanta and then Oakland. So keep your eye on Marlon Mack. And then Dalvin Cook. He's back. Twenty-one rushes for 111 yards and two touch, two touchdowns, rushing and then two receptions for only nine yards on two targets. So yeah, he is who we thought he was. He's an animal. It's clear the Vikings want to run run the ball through Cook, and they have their whole offense just centered around Dalvin Cook. Uh, the other players didn't really do much on the team, uh, which is funny because Davin Cook caught just as many passes as Stefan Diggs. Moving on, Mark Ingram, again, played against a, a defense that's not that great. He played Miami, but he rushed for over 100 yards, 14 rushes, 170 yards, and two touchdowns. Now he gets a juicy matchup against Arizona, and then Kansas City, and then Cleveland. So... Yeah, if you got Mark Ingram, good for you. David Johnson. I was really worried watching David Johnson in the preseason. Looked kind of stiff. Just didn't have a lot of like, like burst speed. He just didn't didn't look that elusive. But he got 18 rushes for 82 yards, and then got six receptions for 55 yards and a touchdown. So he made it happen. So let's see if Kyler Murray and David Johnson can keep up the magic. Uh, he's got a tough matchup next week against the Baltimore defense. Then Carolina, then Seattle, whose defense hasn't been that great as of late. But uh, next two matchups aren't great. But, yeah, keep your eye out on David Johnson. If you have him, obviously, you're starting him up. Our last running back stud from week one, Chris Carson. Oh, I wish I got this guy. I really, really, really wanted this guy. 15 rushes, 46 yards, and a touchdown. Six receptions for 35 yards and a touchdown so you got a total of two touchdowns seven targets caught the ball six times had a good game played Cincy who's you know you know we all know Cincy's defense is not great and then uh, next week he plays uh, Pittsburgh New Orleans and then finally again against Arizona so he should tear it up Lev Bell it was nice to see Lev Bell impress we all Expect the Jets to take a step forward this year. It may take a little bit of time, especially since they have a pretty uh, pretty rough schedule the next few weeks. If his trajectory continues at this rate, I mean, he's going to be really good. So he had 17 rushes for 60 yards and then six receptions for 32 yards and a touchdown. And I think we were all very skeptical of what Lev Bell was going to do, but he made it happen. So let's go to wide receivers. Sammy Watkins. Tyreek had to leave the game with an injury. And Sammy Watkins against a Jacksonville D. That team kind of fell apart, though, that game. But he had nine receptions for... You ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready for this. Nine receptions for 198 yards and three touchdowns 
on 11 targets. Dang. He was a beast. And if he can continue to do this, I mean, this is what we were all expecting. His draft capital went way up when we all thought Tyreek Hill was not going to play this season. Or get, whatever, get cut. Not, you know, not be a part of the Kansas City offense. And then as soon as Tyreek Hill is not in the Kansas City offense, leaving the field with an injury, this cat just lights the world on fire. So going forward, I mean, I think Sammy Watkins should definitely be in talks of being one of the top 12 wide receivers as long as Tyreek Hill misses time, which he should miss anywhere from four to six weeks or more. We really don't know based on the injury. Gets to play Oakland next week in week two, and then Baltimore, then Detroit. Deshaun Jackson balled out against Washington. Eight receptions, 154 yards, and two touchdowns on 10 targets. This was surprising. John Ross. Do you guys know who John Ross is? He plays for the Cincinnati Bengals, and he had seven receptions for 158 yards and two touchdowns. Full balled out. Gets to play San Francisco next week, and then he gets Buffalo, then Pittsburgh. But the, he should have a real juicy matchup against John Ross. Or, I mean, I'm sorry. He should have a real juicy matchup against the 49ers this week. I don't think Andy Dalton's going to pepper him with targets uh, like he did this week. I mean, we all thought it was going to be the Tyler Boyd choice. It was a John Ross show. I'm hearing a lot of reports and things and analysts say that, like, oh, he's, he's his favorite target now. I mean, I mean, this just happened. He did ball out. I would start him against San Francisco, but I don't – I mean, week six, what is it? Yeah, I think it's week six. A.J. Green's coming back. I mean, he's going to be hot for the next few games. He's a waiver wire pickup this week for sure. And then Marquise Brown. Marquise Hollywood Brown, again, against a, you know – Subpar defense, but still, man, he only got five targets the entire game. But out of those five targets, he turned those five targets into four catches for 147 yards and two touchdowns. T.Y. Hilton, even without Andrew Luck, had eight receptions for 87 yards and two touchdowns on nine targets. That's really nice. Uh, I'm not going to go too much into that. Uh, Let's see. Tight ends. Evan Ingram, I have Evan Ingram. He got me 28 points. 11 receptions, 116 yards, and touchdown on 14 targets. Against Dallas, who has a good defense. So he did good, man. He's a beast. Uh, then he gets Buffalo, unfortunately, next week. I got to play him against Buffalo. Not too excited about that. And then he gets Tampa Bay. Woohoo! And Washington. Yep, yep. So he should do good in week three and four. A little nervous about week two. Uh, then let's see, TJ Hawkinson got to play Arizona. Rookie tight end, six receptions for 131 yards and touchdown on nine targets. Looked pretty damn good. He's going to be the Gronk. He's a big dude, too. He's going to be the, the Gronkowski for the Lions, man. And he's got a juicy matchup. Juicy, juicy. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. He had a juicy matchup. Next week, he plays... The chart or this week, I keep saying next week. This week he played because I'm behind on my podcast. This week he plays LA, then Philly, then Kansas City. Again, I talked about Mark Andrews earlier. Eight receptions for 108 yards and a touchdown on eight targets. Just a beast. Love him. Wish I had him. Don't have him. Andrew, if you want to trade, holla at your boy. He gets Arizona this week and then Kansas City and then Cleveland. He's got such a nice matchup. 
It's really, really not fair because I want him and I can't have him. And then Delaney Walker. Delaney Walker. We all thought preseason he was going to be good. Five receptions for 55 yards and two touchdowns on six targets. So he's definitely a red zone threat. So you got Delaney Walker. Fire him up. He plays Indy next week, then Jacksonville, then Atlanta. And then, surprisingly, Vernon Davis, also older veteran here, 35 years old. I did not know that. Vernon Davis has been in the league a long time. 35 years old? Behold my power. Dang, I didn't realize, like, tight ends or anyone but quarterbacks made it past, like, their early 30s. He's in his mid thirties. He's he's pushing. He's going towards forty. Anyway, I digress. He got four receptions for fifty nine yards and a touchdown on seven targets. Plays Dallas this coming week, then Chicago. Ugh. But then he gets the Giants. So, yeah. So those are our hot takeaways, our studs, if you will, for week one. Now, our bombs of the week, and I don't mean bombs in a good way, our stinkers, our, I don't want to say trash, that's a little harsh. Our guys that underperformed for week one, Cam Newton, only 239 passing yards, and he threw an interception, didn't throw any touchdowns, and he had three rushes for negative two yards. So that wasn't fun to see. Again, he played the Rams defense and he's coming off you know surgery and the, the shoulder surgery and that he had that light what was it calf issue or whatever just a few weeks ago that he was getting over so who knows maybe it was just i don't know fresh feet fresh arm didn't throw the ball down deep didn't really throw it around i mean mccaffrey saved that game um did all the work for the panthers but, uh, yeah, he's got a real, real, real good matchup this week against Tampa Bay. So, I hope he can make something happen in week two. I think he will. And then he gets Arizona and then Houston. So, the next few games should be really good for Cam. Don't bail out just yet on Cam. Yes, he didn't impress week one. But, you know, again, he's coming off of shoulder surgery. And, you know, he's got to get back into a rhythm. And I think he will. And I think we're going to see it happen against Tampa Bay. Jameis Winston, oof, he also was a stinker. Only 194 passing yards. He threw one touchdown, but he also threw three interceptions. And that's just unfortunately what Jameis Winston does. He is not a good quarterback. Yeah, I mean, it was very disappointing. Uh, Hopefully he improves as the season progresses with Arians, you know, leading the offense and coaching him. He plays Carolina next week, which, ugh, not fun. And then uh, does get the Giants after that, and then he plays the Rams. So, I don't know. I wouldn't be starting Jameis next week. I'd start him against the Giants. I'd fire him up. But, I mean, he's to me, I think he's just straight up become – he's not an every-week starter. He's definitely a streaming quarterback. No, I mean, I just – I don't have any faith in Jameis. I hope they figure something out. Maybe they'll pick somebody up in the draft. Uh, next year I mean they'd be stupid not to because they just they need to figure something out I don't know maybe we get Teddy Bridgewater maybe we do a trade I don't know they gotta do something though I just 
I live here in the Florida Tampa Bay area. That's my local team. I mean, I'm a Cowboys fan. Grew up there for 16 years. Diehard Cowboys fan. But you also got to be loyal to your, you know, your city team. And it's just embarrassing. And I, we have really good weapons. We got Mike Evans. We got Chris Godwin, who's a beast. OJ Howard. You know, the, it could have been a lot better for James. Uh, Cameron Brait actually caught two touchdowns that were called back on penalties. So who knows? I mean, Cameron Brait, even though he's not listed anywhere as a like a waiver wire pickup, I mean, if you need a tight end, I mean, maybe you want to target Cameron Brait. I mean, like I said, two touchdowns I got called back. If he would have caught those touchdowns, those would have added up to points. I mean, right off the bat, I don't know how many. I didn't see this game, so I don't know how many yards they were for. But, I mean, like I said, two touchdowns, two catches right off the bat in fantasy PPR. If it's six point per passing touchdown or five, whatever, let's say it's six, you know, that's 12, 14 points right there. Right there, boom, over double-digit points for a tight end, which is great because the tight end, you know, depth is just pretty horrible. It's not like great. It's a little better this, this year. Last year it was just dreadful trying to get a tight end that would produce – in any way, shape, or form. But anyway, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to really talk about the Bucks too much because it's just sad being a Bucks fan right now. Unless they, you know, they got to turn around. We still have the rest of the season. It's just week one, so we can't, you know, get too, too down on the first week. Uh, Jerry Goff. Now, this was surprising. I think everybody thought he was going to come out. He was a very high draft capital quarterback he had uh, 23 completions for 39 yards for only 186 passing yards one touchdown and an interception that was not pretty to see but again I don't know week one you know you just can't walk away and make all your you know you can't make up your mind about players and teams after their first week there you know it's the, the season just started we did expect more out of some of these guys, but um, maybe not out of Jameis Winston, but definitely Cam. And, uh, yeah, Goff, too. We expect a lot out of Goff, and uh, he just did not look good this week. So, you know, hopefully next week, uh, or I'm sorry, this week he gets New Orleans. Hopefully that's more of a shootout. I really hope so because I have Robert Woods on my fantasy team, and I need him to ball out. Because I just heard that Tyler Lockett is dealing with an injury, and I don't know even know what it is. And I also have Tyler Lockett, and I don't even know if I'm going to be able to start him. So, and I have Antonio Brown, and I don't think he's playing, and he's getting sued. Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent. What is your problem? I'm just, I need my boy Woods to show up and do something good. Baker Mayfield also had a disappointing start, and everybody was so hyped up for Baker Mayfield. I had him last year. Took me all the way to championship game. But he did not have a great game. I mean, he almost went for 300 yards, uh, 285 passing yards and a touchdown. But he threw three interceptions. I mean, he turned the ball over too many times. Again, they were playing a you know really good Tennessee defense. So, you know, and he spreads the ball around really effectively. But he just came up short this week. So, especially in the touchdown department. I, th- I think he'll, you know, turn it around, definitely. Um, I think we can expect a lot more from him throughout the season, especially in week two against the Jets. So, you know, don't be scared starting him, you know, especially in two quarterback leagues or, you know, in our league, we have to have two quarterbacks. Some of us have three quarterbacks. So fire him up. I mean, I'm sure everybody will 
and you know a lot of people may not if they have a backup to Baker. You know, a lot of people turn their nose up too quickly. So let's not make the mistake of turning our noses up. And let's start our studs. Okay, I'm going to move into the running backs real quick. And then I'm going to go into waiver wires super quick. Or maybe they'll do a separate episode about that. Although it is Thursday Night Football. It's already Wednesday and i got to edit this. Oh my goodness, and I'm going on 40-something minutes. All right, real quick. Stingers of the week. Devonta Freeman. We thought maybe he would turn it around. I didn't. I had him last year. Week three, he was out for the entire season for me. So he burned me so bad that I was done. And all the injuries. I was worried about him performing. Well, he did have a problem performing. He had eight rushes for 19 yards. He pooped the bed. And then caught three receptions for 12 yards. Gross. Ew. I mean, that's just really disappointing. That's five fantasy points. So, yeah, Freeman owners were definitely left disappointed after this game and all the offseason hype that he was better than ever. He was not better than ever, and I don't know if he's going to get any better, and the Falcons just lost somebody on their offensive line, which is going to be even worse for him. So I think we're going to see Matt Ryan do what he did last season without Freeman and pass the ball a whole lot, even though he's with he's got Freeman back. Um, it's just going to be a hard a hard uh, stint for Freeman. I think it looks like, um, again, they played away on the road against a solid defensive unit. So hopefully he should bounce back. Although it is concerning that Ito Smith received six carries, which is just as many, almost just as many as uh, Freeman. So I don't know, maybe we can chalk it up to a bad week, but I don't know. It's definitely not the Devonta Freeman, Tevin Coleman, one-two punch that we used to see. They got Philly this week and then Indian and Tennessee. Um, you know what? I'm done talking about stinkers. Everybody knows who stunk. I might even cut all this out. I'm just going to go over who stunk. Kenyon Drake, he pooped the bed. Kellen Balage, pooped the bed. Yeah, I don't know. I was really excited about Kenyon Drake, and I thought finally it was going to be the Kenyon Drake show. Apparently several Dolphins players have been demanding to be traded. So... It's hard to play good for a team that you don't want to play for. I mean, we've seen that happen. I mean, (laughs) Lev Bell holding out, Lev Gordon holding out. I mean, if people aren't happy with their franchise and with their organization, they're not going to play good. Or they don't try as hard, especially if if what I'm reading here is correct, that several Dolphins players have demanded to be traded. I didn't even know that. I'd like to find out who. Um... But yeah, they're the front runners for a first overall pick in the 2020 draft, so that should have really hurt Drake and Balazs this season, this season, knowing that they're not going to be winning a lot of games and they're not a high-scoring offense. Actually, now I'm kind of questioning why I even drafted Drake to begin with, maybe because all of this information was not to my knowledge, and they have some really tough matchups ahead. Uh, yeah, Darius Geis, then he got injured. Uh, I forget, it's like another meniscus thing or something to do with his leg he's gonna be out adrian peterson starting um against dallas i don't know he's he's already owned in my league i'm sure he's probably owned in a lot of leagues if not if you're desperate you can pick up adrian peterson he balled out last year i mean not balled out but he he did pretty pretty dang well and at least ppr scoring formats last year so i mean maybe he'll make something happen but i'm hearing it's gonna be chris thompson and adrian peterson but uh, i guess uh but it looks like the, the Redskins have already come out and said that Adrian Peterson will be starting for them this coming week against Dallas, which 
Again, I'm a boys supporter, and not just that, not just because they're my home team, not being home biased here, but they've got a good defense, man. Demarcus Lawrence, when Robert Quinn comes back, they got Jalen Smith and Leighton Vanderesh, who is an absolute beast uh, in the backfield there. Uh, Xavier Woods. So I mean, yeah, man, Dallas is gonna look good, man. That Dallas again. I'm going off on a tangent, but Dallas is gonna go to playoffs this year, baby. Dallas is gonna finally win a Super Bowl again. You can't handle the truth. I'm telling you, man, might be a Super Bowl contender. I'm loving them. I'm really liking them. Loving all the work around him. I'm loving Michael Gallup. I love Mari Cooper. Who doesn't love Zeke Elliott? Who doesn't love Dak Prescott right now, man? Randall Cobb's doing good. They got old boy Jason Witten playing tight end with Blake Jarwin. Their defense is good. These guys are definitely definitely going to compete to to win their division for sure. And they're going to go to the playoffs. Devontae Adams also pooped the bed. Four receptions, 36 yards. Mike Evans had a bad game, only got 28 yards on two receptions. Brandon Cooks had a bad game. Stephon Diggs had a bad game. Robbie Anderson, Dante Pettis. I'm just going to shoot through it. Curtis Samuel, who we all had high hopes for. He was definitely a sleeper. He only had three receptions for 32 yards. That was bad, but he gets a good match against Tampa Bay. Then Arizona and Houston. Corey Davis, he just goosed it. Zero receptions on three targets. Who cares? Um, And then, yeah, tight ends. O.J. Howard again, sad. Bucks didn't do anything. Four receptions for 32 yards. Eric Ebron, nobody except for T.Y. Hilton and Marlon Mack did anything in that game. Uh, All the tight ends did bad. Jack Doyle, uh... Mo Alley Cox. Wait, is it Mo Alley Cox? I think it's Mo Alley Cox. And Eric Eberron, he only had one reception for eight yards. Oh, yep. All the tight ends for Indy sucked. Eric Ebron, Jack Doyle, and Mo Alley Cox all had one reception. Eric Ebron had a reception for eight yards. Jack Doyle had one reception for 20, which that's a good breakaway run on one reception, but that's only three fantasy points in PPR. And Mo... Mo Ali Cox had one reception for three yards, so that was not very nice to see. Yeah, it was like he was trying to catch the ball the size of a tangerine. That was my, that was my um. What's his name? You know, with Alfred from Batman. What's his name? You know, he always talks like that, Sir Master Wayne. Um, what am I thinking of? What's his name? Oh, I don't know now. Have I gone to talking about football? To doing impressions of Michael Caine, that's what it is. You know, I've always thought that that that, that football should be an international sport. They fly over four times a year. We get to watch them play, but we haven't got any of our own team. And the English, we're rough sons of bitches. Now I can't do it, I'm too tired. Um... I don't even know if I should go into waivers. I'm so exhausted. I don't even have time to edit this show. So yeah, that's the week one recap studs and duds of the week. Um, Everybody has open waivers this week. Let's see. People to target. Two people to target. Four wide receivers. If Tyrell Williams is not owned, pick him up. He balled out. He looked great. He is the number one wide receiver in Oakland. He's probably owned in most leagues. He wasn't a mine and somebody won him. Beat my bid by... 
a dollar for Tyrell Williams. Let's see who else. Jamison Crowder had 17 targets. Dude, that's crazy. He got 14 of them. He looks good. And we all know what Adam Gase did when he was coaching in Miami and what he did with Jarvis Landry in the slot. So if this is going to be a repetitive thing and Jamison Crowder is going to follow the lead of what Adam Gase did with Jarvis Landry, Jamison Crowder is going to be a PPR monster. Uh, let's see, Marquise Hollywood Brown, pick him up if you can, if he's not already owned. John Ross, for the next five weeks, it should be good. Um, just going off the top of the dome here. Uh, Michael Hardman, Tyree kills out. Now, he played a lot of snaps and got one target, zero receptions this last game, which was really weird. There's a lot of mouths to feed in Kansas City, but Michael Hardman should be really good. And let's see, who else, who else, who else? I know I'm forgetting somebody. I'm going to hate myself tomorrow for it. Um. Yeah, those are the main wide rec- wide receivers. Are- oh, oh, uh, that the wide receiver for Washington, Tyler McLaughlin, he balled out. And we're not going to see a huge running game from the Redskins, so he's definitely somebody to target. He did really well. Now, if Dwayne Haskins comes in, I don't know. People were like, "Well, that'll be good for him because they played together before." But I don't know. Case Keenum, like, he could have gotten another touchdown, but Case Keenum, like, overthrew it to, like, nobody when he was wide open. So, but he still balled out. He's somebody you might want to pick up. Um, running backs, I mean, I don't know. It depends if what kind of league you're in, 10, 12, or 14 team. In my league, there's, like, basically no running backs that are worth picking up. Well, Joe Mixon's out with, like, a little foot injury. He could be – I'm hearing two different sides of the story. I hear Joe Mixon – could actually play week two. I'm also hearing that this ankle injury that he has could keep him out for two to four weeks minimum. Because if they do let him play week two, playing while you have an ankle injury only worsens your ankle injury. So if Gio Bernard, Giovanni Bernard is available, you might want to pick him up, start him. He has been very productive PPR-wise back in the day. Um, but... Again, unless you're kind of desperate at run. I mean, he could do really good in the next few weeks. Who knows? Uh, he's got a juicy matchup against San Francisco in week two. So, yeah, you might want to pick him up off, off of waivers, start him. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Chris Thompson, Adrian Peterson for Washington, maybe. You might want to pick them up. Uh, Matt Breida if he is definitely owned in all leagues. But Tevin Coleman's out for a while. So, Raheem Mostert. Colonel Raheem Mustard should look pretty good. I mean, he always he he looked really good last year in the last few games before he like came out with came down with that nasty like gumby fractured arm injury that was just really gross to watch. But he's a good player, so um, he would be another one to target. Uh, tight ends: um, Vernon Davis, obviously Mark Andrews, T.J. Hawkinson. Um, let's see who else, who else, who else. Trying to think of tight ends. Well, knowing that Cameron Bray like had two touchdowns return, you might want to pick up Cameron Bray. I wouldn't because I don't like Tampa Bay's offense. Oh man, I'm forgetting so many people right now. C.J. Uzama had the uh, I think a couple more points than Tyler Eifert did. And let's face it, how long is Tyler Eifert really going to play? So you might want to put stash him on your bench uh, to pick up and play. And, uh, guys, 
that's all really I got, man. I'm real tired. And so I'm really glad to be back. Football season's back, baby. Should have recorded last week. Just doing it now. It's kind of late. Got to get to editing this thing. It's getting close to an hour long. Got a lot of cuts put in. But, oh, my goodness. Thursday night, we got Tampa Bay and Carolina. My boy Christian McCaffrey. It's going to run all over that. It's going to be fun to watch my fantasy points just stack up. Unfortunately, against my local home team. However, it is what it is, man. Like, when you play fantasy rules your dedication man it's prioritizes who you like and your teams so i'm gonna be rooting for carolina tomorrow well really i'm just gonna be rooting for christian mccaffrey to get every single touch he can receptions whatever i want him to run all over the place so yep thursday night matchup tampa bay carolina oh yeah speaking of if you uh play in an idp league or just need a stream of defense carolina definitely be a team to stream against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, let's face it, Jameis Winston seems like he enjoys throwing interceptions. So if you can get a cornerback safety in that matchup against um, Tampa Bay, you might get uh, one of those players with a couple picks. Or, you know, they don't have the greatest O-line either in Tampa, so maybe get, you know, an edge rusher from Carolina and see if you can get a sack on Mr. Winston. All right, guys, it's been really fun. Uh can't wait for the rest of the season you guys have a great night enjoy your thursday night football and until next time peace out y'all